Hello, party people. It is your host, Addie, back again. It was brought to my attention last time that I totally forgot to do a song of the week, and I'm so sorry about that. And if you all hate me, I completely understand. But as compensation, I will be giving you a song for last week as well as a song for this week. Last week, song of the week was Speed Drive by Charlie XCX. It is from the Barbie movie, which was absolutely amazing. And if you haven't seen it, please see it and talk to me relentlessly about it. I thought it was amazing. I saw it twice. My mom also saw it twice and she loved it. And hopefully you'll hear about that a little bit later because we have a surprise guest. Less surprising now, of course, but small hint it might be my mom point of that song is that last week was all about wanting to do everything all the time and not being able to and there's a part in the movie where barbie stereotypical barbie of course is having a tough time dealing with the fact that she's not a pilot or president or brain surgeon or anything like that and while those seem really unreasonable i actively have that exact same dilemma because i too am not a pilot or a brain surgeon or president and I'm running out of time. My birthday just passed, so I'm being so honest. I'm running out of time, but also I'm not. But also who's to say? Anyway, so that's last week's song. This week's song is False Confidence by Noah Khan. And I think I've given a song by Noah Khan before. That is because I'm currently obsessed with him. But this song is from not his last album, but the album beforehand. So it's completely different, very different vibes. This one, I don't know if Sandwich will like. It's kind of a 50-50 because that is who I do these songs for because they are my favorite and I love showing them new things. So yeah, give it a listen and it'll kind of give you an introduction to this week's topic, which is seriousness at large. Personally, I take everything too seriously. I think everything is that serious and I'm actively told that it's not. And so I thought that it would be super fun today if we dove into the topic a little bit. And I told you all of the reasons why I think everything is that serious. And my mom, who is here with me, say hello, mom. Hello, party people. We're very excited to have her on, but she's slightly older than me, a respectable amount older. Um, you know, the kind that I wasn't out of wedlock and I was perfectly planned and I am everything she needed and more that kind of older than I am and so she's lived a little longer seen a little more and hopefully with that I can tell her everything that I think is that serious and she as someone who has hopefully failed more than me hopefully succeeded more than me in her time here on earth can tell me why it isn't that serious and we'll all walk away from this feeling slightly better so with that in mind we'll jump right in okay so our first two topics of seriousness are both going to be about food one of them about me and one of them about my sweet angel babies jasper and zuma my wonderful puppies who i love more than life itself and obviously since they are my angel perfect babies we will be starting with them so i as most of you also do have full access to the internet which i personally think is super exciting and wonderful and helpful and also going to be what kills me. And I recently have seen one too many TikToks, which maybe two TikToks, but one too many nonetheless, about how the food that we're feeding our dogs is going to kill them and it's 
lessening their lifespan and it's going to make them cancerous and sad and they're going to leave this planet earlier than they should. And not only that, but that they make the food and take all of the nutrients out of it and give us these little pebbles that have nothing in them. And I'm like, why am I so mean to my baby dogs? Exactly. Because why in the world? Because I've never once looked at kibble and been like, wow, that looks delicious. Not once. But guess what? Every time I eat my little meatless meals, even Jasper and Zuma are like, wow, that looks delicious, but I've never felt that way about kibble, and that feels wrong. So, within the past, I've been home since May-ish, so however many months that is, four-ish, three-ish, more than five, however many months that is, um, I have changed the dog's diets three times. At least. Because I keep following these canine nutritionists and they keep telling me what I should do and what I shouldn't do. And then something I thought I should do, I apparently shouldn't do. And then my dogs are apparently now 74 pounds, which feels insane because they're just little babies. Uh, Excuse me. It seems very healthy. They look perfect. They look perfect because they are perfect. But a 74 pound dog apparently needs like three full cups of food a day or like something crazier than that my dad made me google it it was a whole thing so then i got really stressed that i wasn't feeding them enough but then they aren't finishing all their food and so i was like their food must not be delicious enough and so now i've changed it again and again and again and again because if either of my dogs develops some kind of terminal disease we will all be going out together and i just cannot stand that and i do think it's that serious and maybe it's not that serious and maybe you'll be able to tell me it's not that serious but Considering especially, especially that Jasper is half coyote, which I know nothing about, how am I, as a mother, supposed to make the best possible choices for what I feed my children if I don't even know their full genetic history and what lifespan to expect from them? So I think it's really hard, and I'm not sure why I'm in on this conversation, because I never feed the dogs, but I really think that it's the plastics they ingest from the toys that they chew up that is what's going to give them cancer and kill them. But we don't even have super chewers anymore. Our Goldens super chewers to the max. To the max. Have you not? That is funny. Because his name's have you not seen how they destroy those dentabone things and the little plastic nubbies no, come off? okay. Those no, you're are right. horrible. And do we throw them away right away? No, no, we do not. We let them sit out there because the dogs love them so much. But I never buy them those. I buy them the fun stuffies that they cherish and love. Allie the alligator is Jasper's favorite and wonderful. Plus, that dog is stupid smart. The other day, he was in the backyard doing his little dog thing, and he had his little paws on a little plastic ball, and he was peeling the plastic ball. And I was like, Jasper, stop peeling the plastic. And what did he do? He stopped peeling the plastic and just started, like, chewing on it real silly-like. I was like, you know what? That's great. And then 30 minutes later, I was like, Jasper, sit. And he was like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. I was like, how do you not know sit, but you know, don't peel the plastic ball. Well, I think that goes back to just like the, hey, I got an A on my math test, so I don't need to do the homework anymore. So he was just like, hey, I did the ball thing. What more do you want from me? I'm not going to sit. I want him to verbally tell me what the best thing to feed him is. Ice cream. What do you do? You've been a mother. (laughs) For a little bit. Yeah. First time? First time. Technically. Eh, We'll see. Last time? We'll see. I hear grandparenting's really fun. We'll see. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
So when I was a baby and I couldn't say things, Ooh, but you you could say things because we taught you sign language when you were a baby. So by the time have disposable, 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 opposable thumbs. I have a bachelor's of science, so fair. (laughs) Yes, but we made it so that you could communicate by the time you were eating solid foods. So it's harder. And I think the dogs are grateful for all the food they get. So I don't know that they're that picky. And they don't know what's good for them, like nutritionally, just like humans don't. We go for what tastes good, not what our bodies need. Yes, but also, I'm not ever going to have 18 Oreos for dessert, or for dinner. But the fact that our dogs don't finish what's in their bowl tells me they aren't those kind of free feeders where they have to eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and consume. Like Mm. they know when to stop. But are they stopping because they're full or are they stopping because it's not good for them and I'm not making the right decisions? And either way, is it that serious? It's for sure not that serious because look at all the other dogs on the planet who survive with whatever mediocre food their families buy them. Like Google how much old Roy is purchased in the United States and those dogs survive. And our dogs are above surviving you know i know they're learning new tricks they are learning new tricks at very different rates (laughs) because zuma's perfect he is perfect and he's very energetic and he's very food oriented which is then another thing like oh why isn't there just a ton of research on everything that exists and why isn't it more readily available like i know i just talked about how the internet has made it so everything is super readily available but i think i need more But also, artificial intelligence is scary. And I am convinced that the robots are going to take over. Also not that serious. Although I might be terrified inside. So, yeah. How is it not that serious if you're also terrified? Because it isn't that serious. They've been doing this since I was a kid. Okay, so if they've been doing... artificial intelligence? Yes, saying that they're going to take over the... Go watch the movie. Is it the net? Anyhow, the computer plays tic-tac-toe against each other, against itself, to realize that nobody wins in like a world war or something. So even the robots learned that violence is not the answer. But humans haven't even learned that yet. Because that's the thing. Humans don't even like humans. So how the hell are robots supposed to like humans? And in a battle between robot and human, unless it's underwater, I really don't think we're winning. And even then, my iPhone, future iPhone, is going to be waterproof. And my Kindle, which I'm currently obsessed with. Your Kindle? I thought that was Dad's. The Kindle that I bought for my father that he doesn't exactly know how to use yet, that I have now read six books on. With your unlimited Kindle Kindle subscription that's going to expire or I'm going to end up paying for? Is that on my credit card? No, 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 it's on my credit card. Oh, good. Okay. But I have to to end it right before Dad's birthday because it's his kin. Anyway, that Kindle can survive like 20 feet underwater for eight hours. Who needs a Kindle underwater for eight hours? So what I hear you saying is that the robots might win even if we're underwater. That is what I'm saying, and it does feel that serious. It's not that serious. How do you know? Because it'll take your lifetime for them to figure it out, so you're safe. But then what? My my grandkids, my future nieces, my future nephews, my future god babies, people I pass on the street with their little like 
slobbery kids, then they're going to have to deal with it. They're just little slobbery kids. But they're going to be smarter than us and they will figure it out. Or they'll be dumber because artificial intelligence will be better. And then what? But I think that artificial intelligence for sure makes us smarter. You do? Oh, yeah. I did a whole ethics presentation on this. Did you? I'll show you my slideshow after this. I need that. I. It's a really impressive slideshow. So do you think that we're getting dumber? I, I don't think we're getting smarter. Have you not talked to your boyfriend about the things that people are doing in labs and creating? And Because I think if you're already, it's like giving kids screen time when they're mm. really young. As, I, as I've mentioned several times now, having everything at the like touch of a finger on a screen, amazing, super wonderful, very helpful, not helpful if you're a one-year-old. Do not give your one-year-old an iPad. They are menaces to society. I'm going to repeat that. Do not give your one-year-old an iPad. It is not impressive that they know how to spend money on your credit card. Please do not give your one-year-old an iPad. But if you give, you know, a 12-year-old an iPad and he can fix everything for grandma, that's super cool. Same with AI. I don't think it's helpful for the people who are currently in school. I think it is so helpful for people who are currently in their careers. Okay, but there's a whole aspect of you have to have productive struggle, you know? And so I agree, one-year-olds should not have iPads. I agree that one-year-olds should not have iPads. And so we've got to make sure that we can give kids things that they struggle through so that they learn to do difficult things. But I think the difficult thing right now is raising these menace children. And so adults are also compromising by just giving kids... Oh, yeah, because it's so much easier. Everything. Yes, but then your kid fucking sucks. Right, but not everybody's doing that. There's a... Lots of people who know not to give their children screen time. And thank God for them, but they should go outside more. I need to see them more often. It needs to be safer outside. And that is that serious. We don't have to get into that. We can go right into my next food issue. So, mom knows this. Some people who listen to... Everyone who listens to this knows this, actually. But... I recently went from being vegan for seven-ish years to now just being vegetarian and eating eggs. Still not eating meat, which is very confusing for my father, but he's old and we love him. And I struggled super duper a lot in the transition because I felt like in some way I was giving up on my morals in a way or like faltering and um, disappointing the animals and disappointing other vegans. Keep in mind, I literally have absolutely zero vegan friends because my dad is full-on omnivore, not, yeah, omnivore. Once again, I have a bachelor's of science in biology, but he's full-on eating meat and vegetables again. He's no longer vegan, even though he was doing it with me. So like, I have no vegan friends. There is no responsibility for me to adhere to a vegan lifestyle for anyone other than myself. But for some reason, I felt like going from vegan to vegetarian was the end-all be-all of the world. And I talked to Sandwich about it like 
every day for two months before I graduated and they were like Addie it's not that serious and I was like sandwich it is absolutely that serious I'm gonna be a chicken killer and sandwich was like you're literally not even gonna eat chicken but it does feel that serious to me and I understand that it's not but I also cannot fathom that it is not that serious so this is such a hard position you put me in because I so want to validate your feelings and tell you that everything's fine and how much I love you but at the same time honey it's not that serious and I'm really but angry but I'm really angry that society gets us all worked up about these titles like if you call yourself a feminist then you can't let anybody ever open a door for you Love That's doors. crazy. Please open my door. Let me say thank you, you know? Don't tell Sandwich that. They hate the door conversation. Oh, my. I know. If let I edited people be these, nice. I would take it out. <laughs> let people be nice to us, you know? And then just the whole vegan uh, title. They even argue about honey. The honey right? thing is ridiculous. So, okay. so even being a vegan, you have to fight with other vegans about whether honey is an acceptable food group or not, you know? And so then and when how you... how often do you even eat honey? Well, some people eat it all the time. Really? Well, when you're a vegan, your options are limited. <laughs> well, if you're a vegan, you might not be allowed to eat honey. There you go. And so it's just really hard. And then to add eggs to make your body function better so that you can have protein more quickly? Oh, or would you rather get your protein fake from processed soy? Processed, like, very expensive soy. Yeah. Like, let's cut ourselves some slack. No. Okay. Okay, you win on that one. Maybe not on artificial intelligence. But you win on this one for sure. So then I'm going to add to the conversation because one of our friends, Haley, she put, she cooks her rice. I know. Sorry. Is that not allowed? I don't know. I don't edit it. So it's going to (laughs) stay. So she adds bone broth to her rice. Like that's how she cooks it. That's so helpful. Because it's a huge amount of protein. Huge amount of protein. Great for your bone density. Right. Doesn't, Doesn't add a ton of calories. I also add... Bone broth is one of the things that I've added to the dog's diet. Okay. So as a now vegetarian, can you have bone broth in your rice to help with your protein intake? Legally, no. Then why do we have titles? Take them off if they're not helpful. I don't know. Also, I am a giant advocate of lying to other people. If it benefits you in a way that doesn't hurt others, lie to other people. And if it's none of their business. Which it typically isn't. Right. So let's go back to that little conversation. She, whose name wasn't even mentioned, just don't tell anyone. That's my solution. Right. Okay, but But then. But I can't do it myself. But see, then it's a problem because if dad puts it in for you and doesn't tell you, that's upsetting. Huge issue. Yeah. Huge issue. That's not good. Because we listened to that podcast where they put snails in the food. Yes. Because who, oh, because, who would do that? Because you shouldn't mess with other people's food. You should adhere to the diets that they tell you. But what they do in the comfort of their own home is none of your business. But if it's a shared home, then it's confusing and hard. Because it is that serious if somebody else does it. I don't think it's that serious if you do it to yourself. But I, I think that might be hypocritical. Okay, so you were at soccer camp, and so I was talking to one of the moms at soccer camp, and she was talking about how her kids, like, they just keep apples in the garage, and her kids will eat, like, three or four apples a day, and it's just their good snack food and blah, blah, blah. Why would you keep apples in the garage? There are people who don't like them cold. 
Weird, I know. Anyhow, so, because they don't go bad because they're out. Anyhow. But, like, it's so close to outdoors. I guess they, apples they come from the trees. outdoors. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyhow, so we were talking, and she was, I was like, oh, so, like, is your family vegan or vegetarian? or? And she was like, oh, I don't like to put a label on it. I was like, oh, okay. So how often do you guys eat at McDonald's? The look on her face and the <laughs> never. My children have never eaten at McDonald's. I was like, oh, I got it. You don't have a title, but I absolutely know what your food limitations and restrictions and whatnot are. Like, it all makes sense. But I have no idea if my vibes give off. I eat eggs, but not dairy because dairy is scary. I think... That's my next tattoo. Dairy is scary. And I think that will tell everyone all they need to know. Why are we telling people? Why do they need to know? Because I can't cook. <laughs> Fair. Right. That does bring about other complications. Because you were vegetarian-ish for... 13 years? And then... Because of fad diets and the need to be skinny in our society. Thank you very much. Yes. But also because scary meat. And then you weren't because... I wanted to get pregnant and I didn't want to have to watch my iron intake and protein intake like clockwork. And so it was just easier to eat meat again. This is also a lie. I've been told multiple stories of my dad cooking bacon and her sneakily eating it and then declaring herself not vegetarian anymore. Because I knew I was going to try to get pregnant and I wanted... It was really good bacon. Thank you. Like really good bacon. And that's, see, and, no, you're right. I'll just, we'll move on. I'll let you have the win. It is Yay! not that serious. I won. Yay. <laughs> okay. Most serious. Bring it on. So I graduated in May, as you may have heard, with a bachelor's of science in biology. Have I told you how proud I am of you? Oh my God, no. You're amazing. But... I'm so lucky to be your mom. Stop it. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's recorded. Everyone's going to hear that. Oh, delete, delete, abort. I don't edit. I don't edit. <laughs> <laughs> so I graduated in May. Everything awful that could have happened from Marchish on to May. Nope, Through on to May. August. Yeah. You want to count Toronto? Hard. Yes. It's been hard. Point is, very difficult. Got an, got off a car crash. Sandwich. I had to quit one of my two jobs that I was working. Um, the day I quit, I got a call that I was up for a promotion to the main area that I wanted to be in within the company. And I had to tell them that I was literally in a meeting with my boss quitting because of the situation. I quit one of those jobs. I had to carpool to my other job with Sandwich. Basically lived at their dad's house every weekend for the rest of the time until I graduated. I graduated. So grateful for Sandwich. Could not be more grateful for Sandwich. They are my rock, my everything, my my sandwich, like end of the day. And so I graduate. Obviously, this put a kink in my little plans to stay down in San Diego. So I come back home. I transfer back to the job that I was working out there. I transfer back to this location. I continue to work. I am still afraid to drive because it was a hit and run. I got hit really fucking hard and super not my fault. And insurance, obviously, 
was like, yeah, no, that's really fair. It's not your fault. And so I got, what's the word? Compensated really well for Compensated really well for that. Which is not the norm. Super not the norm. Super grateful. Shout out California. Casualty? Casualty. Yeah. Yeah. Insurance. Yeah. Love them. Thank you so much, guys. But so I couldn't drive for like two months. It was awful. I was very scared and everything was super not fun. It was also very scary as a mom to wonder if you were going to drive again and get your confidence back. It was very scary. Because it puts a real a real hinder on your independence. And so that was super not fun. I get a car. yippee ki My insurance is more expensive. Not because of the crash, because it wasn't my fault, once again. But just because it's a newer car, different car, whatever, whatever. So that's stressful. Sucks. Is what it is. I really love my car now. So everything's fine. I'm back on the road. I'm driving. Life is looking good. Um, day before, I'm about to go to Seattle with my beautiful, wonderful boyfriend. His fuck-ass friend gives him COVID. We now still have flight credits we have not used. Week after that or somewhere in between, my whole family decides, hey, we understand that that field biology trip that you went on to Costa Rica ended up being super awful and your friend almost died and it's kind of ruined your sense of travel. And then this thing with Seattle happened, so that's also really awful. Let's fix that with a quick little family cutesy trip to Canada and Niagara Falls, and it'll be so cute. And I was like, oh my god, I have the best family ever, which is still so true. Let's do that. Let's go to Canada. I'm back home temporarily. Like, this must be the reason I'm home, because everything's a sign. This must be the reason I'm back home, because I need to spend time with family. I need to travel more. I need to get back on my feet. Like, I, I have a new car. Uh, things are getting back to normal. A trip to Canada is perfect. I've never been to Niagara Falls, and I've been a lot of places, so this is really fun for me. This I'm ready. So fun. Everything makes so much sense. We get there. We're at the zoo. We're having the time of our goddamn lives. We just had lunch with a rhinoceros. And then my dad decides that it would be such a good idea to shatter his elbow on the second day in Toronto. So then we speed up our entire trip, end up having to come home only to wait a week, only to have to choose between a bunch of really scary options, only for a ton of awful news to happen and things that we're still dealing with. And one of my managers hates me, but then one of my managers who hates me hates me just got fired. So things are good and everything is fine. But boy, is it stressful when you're going through it. But it is also somehow stressful and awful. So, all of this leading into the fact that I've had six-ish months to... I like how it's gone from three months to six yeah, months. It really is four. It, okay, four cool, months. Cool, cool. As long as someone knows. So, I've had four-ish months to try and get my life together, have my entire life fall apart. And I just turned 22, and I feel as though I am aging at the speed of light, and I have premature forehead wrinkles, and... I feel as though I need Botox and also that it's too late to run for president, even though I couldn't run for president until I'm 35, which is something else to talk about in general, because why 35 and why do we have people in positions when they are literally senile and signing their rights away to their grandchildren? Not the point. We'll get there when I'm president, 35, a few more years to go. But I've had four-ish months to kind of 
reevaluate what I want to do with everything. If I want to move back to San Diego, if I want to move somewhere else, if I want to stay here, if I do stay here, do I move out of my parents' house? But I really like my parents and apparently my mom can't live without me. Also a separate thing about do I still want to go to secondary school? If I go to secondary school, I need volunteer slash working hours working in hour medicine in medicine and like stuff. Um, if I am going into that, then I have to at least get working hours in medicine so that I know it's actually what I want to do because this degree would be all in my name, all in my money, taking all of my money. The money is the scary part, as well as the time and the fact that I wouldn't be able to work as much and the fact that if I was working, that once again, I would kind of have to do something with my degree. And if I do do that, then where you would I... do do. <laughs> then where would I even move? And if... And bleh, and bleh, and bleh, and bleh, and everything is so serious and awful. But I also think that America is crazy for thinking that, one, you need to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life at 17 when you're just graduating high school and then moving into trade school or college or whatever field you're going to go into and that but you're expected to know. Old. I'm not 17. I'm 22 and old and wrinkly and dying. But you're 22 and fresh and young and energetic and you have time. I have the body and, of an 80-year-old. And you have a good paying job and you save well and there's always something to look forward to and let's say you do PA school and you love it for 15 years and then you don't love it anymore you change again but then what if I'm not even smart enough to get into PA school then you do something different although that's not gonna happen you're so smart but what if they don't like me my boss right now doesn't like me Again, why are we so concerned about what the world thinks of us? Because it affects the opportunities we're given. Maybe, but not to the point that you don't get any opportunities when low-life people who don't understand how things work don't like you. And I am delightful. You are a delight. And you communicate well. You're fabulous. I love you. And if you're too much for people, let them go find less. But I've been home for four months, on and off give and take. I am now a year older, and once again, old and wrinkly, decomposing as we speak. And I don't have a big girl job yet, and I don't have any... Oh yeah, let's rush into that. Hurry up and get your big girl job so that the life can just be sucked out of you sooner than later. Well, this whole traveling for fun thing isn't going too fucking well. You need to fix that. I'm we had a great on. time in Austin. What are you talking about? We did. Austin was Austin fabulous. Austin was super fun. We did recently go to Austin. I think I mentioned it in the last episode. I might not have. As you might expect, life is kind of a blur right now. But we tried to compensate with a little weekend trip to Austin where we visited Haley and Alyssa and Suzanne and just some of our favorite long-distance besties. And it was the most fun it was I've so had good in a long time it was so fun i'm so glad i was included no and yeah. the flights were super cheap and accommodations were perfect and yes everybody was amazing and everybody was amazing and so once again everything is awful but also everything is perfectly fine and good all depends on what we focus on
but it does feel that serious and it does feel like a never-ending cycle okay. of death. So, yes, not having a big girl job is going to be serious at some point. So give yourself give yourself a date. When is it going to be that serious? Cuz 4 months after graduation, sorry, it's not that serious. I don't know when a good I don't know when a good time for seriousness is cuz it feels that serious now. But you're telling me it's not. Well, if it I don't think you believe it's that serious because if you believed it was that serious, you would have already gotten a job in the medical field somewhere by now. You think so? Yeah, because you were that determined and that driven. You did not like your job. There's such nice ways to say bossy and pushy. No. No, we're not doing that. How many men get called bossy or pushy? Bossy and pushy ones? No, they don't. They get called leaders. They got called determined. So screw these words that are ugly towards women to do things that get them ahead in life. And you think if I wanted it, I'd have it? If you wanted it, you would have it. But I do want it. I just want to want it more. I don't, th- I don't think you're ready for it. I think you want to enjoy your summer still. It is still summer. It is so still summer. And I want to go to Vermont at some point in the fall. And it'd be hard to go to Vermont if I have a big old job. So we can't do that either because there is always a trip and you will never get a job if you're like, oh, I'm going to wait till this trip and then that trip and then the other well, not trip. not if the trips continue to be partially horrible. <laughs> so uh, you do have to end up getting a job at some point and then being like, oh, I can take long weekends. Oh, I get paid time off and you just work yeah, it out. Yeah, I guess because I just work it out with Lance's schedule right now anyway. So And he has a big girl job. I know. And I got him his big girl job. I got him his big girl job and I alter our plans so that they fit his big girl job Maybe. so why can't i just do that for me he keeps his big girl job though true yeah no i would not be wanting to do what he does although i think i'd be great at it but i also once again i think i could be president i think if you gave me like a one month class into being president i could eat that shit up there you go i will literally make flags for our house right now Addie for president 2020 2030 Six. six. Yes. Late 2036. Is that? Yep. They a vote in year? November, so you're good. Well, I don't know about that year, but you know, we'll have to look it up. I mean, six is like 16 is divisible by but four. But that's not medical. I thought you want to be in the medical field. I think I just kind of want to be in a position of power. Hmm. You are in this house. I know. <laughs> I alter what the dogs eat. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. And what we eat, because we currently have a three and a half tub bin of movie theater popcorn. <laughs> movie theater popcorn so good. If you guys have a Cinemark near you, hot tip, um, two tubs of popcorn, those extra large things of popcorn, cost $16. And a bag, a full resealable bag of popcorn fits three and a half tubs, and it is $16. And they will still layer the butter for you. And they will still layer the butter for you. It's delicious. And you can take it home to your family, and then you can be the favorite, which might not be everyone's dream, but it's mine. Got to be the favorite. Got to be the favorite. So getting a big girl job is important, but I might not be the person to talk to because I graduated college, and then I left the country for two years, and then traveled another half a year on this continent, and then... Started my big girl job after that. And then Christmas of my big girl job, 
I freaked out and went to Chile for two weeks to go whitewater rafting. And the last thing my principal said to me before I left was, please come back. Which I did. I'm surprised you haven't done that again recently. It could happen. I could go whitewater rafting in Chile. You have plants over Christmas. Do I? You do. Dang it. <laughs> what are they? I don't know that they've been written in stone, but it is your anniversary weekend. Oh, yeah. Maybe he wants to go whitewater rafting in Chile. Maybe. These are good plans. I think they actually put a dam in the river, uh, the Biobio River, and so it is no longer whitewater raftable, which is one of the reasons I went, because it was one of the last times you could do it on the planet for there. We can't have anything nice anymore. It's also why I got lucky and saw Mount Pacaya erupt in Guatemala, a volcano just shooting up into the air. It's no longer doing that. Live life. Go do shit. It's important. Okay, so you've been arguing this entire time on the side of it's not that serious. As a concluding statement for your first appearance on Lizard Hours, but hopefully not your last. Yay, that would be wonderful. What are some of your hot takes of things that are that serious? Things that I should be prioritizing, things that, yeah, just things that are that serious that you think that people should take like special accounts of? The people you surround yourself with, choose well and then treat them kindly. Choose your friends well, choose your loved one, your you know, relationships well, whoever you are with, and then treat them kindly. I think one of the things we get into a habit of, um, unfortunately, is when we're real comfortable with people, is that we don't think before we put down a partner mm -hmm. in public, mm -hmm. and we think nothing of it because, oh, we're all friends or whatever. And you know what? It's just really kind of shitty. Mm -hmm. And so we need to watch our mouths and what and we say and not be... Love especially the people we love, care about. We need to not be shitty and not hurt people. Um, yeah, so I think that's the biggest one. Choose wisely, treat kindly. Also to yourself. like Because you be have nice, to be with you be 24 nice hours yourself. of the day. Yeah, and you're important. Yeah, like, you're important. You matter. And so we got to make sure that we give ourselves grace, kindness, Tell yourselves things aren't that serious. Things aren't that serious. They could be, but they're probably not. And if they are, then go find one of those people you chose wisely and have a talk with them, chat it out, figure it out, put a game plan in to get whatever this seriousness is accomplished. Wise words from the mom. I hope that you guys like this episode so, so much, and hopefully we will see you very soon for an equally riveting and exciting topic with an equally riveting and wonderful song. If you like the song, please let me know. Tweet me at Lizard Hours, or I believe there might be a Q&A at the very end of the page. Feel free to rate this five stars if you love me super duper much. And for the four people that I know are listening to this, Mom, Tracy, Lance, and Sandwich, I love you so much. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.